Jesse? What's up? I'm pumped, man. Are we recording? Yeah. <laughs> That's we, good. We are good to go. So, uh, Kamala Harris, 2020. Kamala. <laughs> the Harris and Biden campaign. <laughs> I've been talking so much shit on Kamala Harris. Most people like it. There are a few people who are pissed off at me right now. Yeah. But it seems like she deserves... I, I, I don't think she deserves to be treated very well. Well, um, go ahead and... T- you tell me why, and I'll explain why I think that uh, this is a horrible pick. Well, I mean, we watched, you know, of course we watched her whole rise to stardom and then complete, you know, utter demise when when Tulsi Gabbard absolutely slayed her on oh, stage, dude. which I loved it. Because I, I, was, I was a big... I was pushing for Tulsi Gabbard the whole time, even though she was... She was treated as like a Russian sympathizer and, you know, because of some, and, and I don't even know why, because I mean, she speaks well, she's intelligent, she's beautiful. Well, that was a Clinton thing too. Clinton was well, coming yeah, out against Tulsi. Yeah, Cl- Clinton was trying to play it up like she was some kind of a Russian, you know, Russian agent, you know, or something like that. They try to say that she's an Assad apologist, all kinds of crazy stuff. So they totally destroy her. Did she... Did she even get any Electoral College votes at all, Kamala Harris? I don't think she did. I don't, I don't think she had a single one. And Tulsi Gabbard had two. Yeah, I was going to say, I think Tulsi, <laughs> Tulsi had a couple, which is, which is even more funny. Because, you know, because uh, as, as uh, big as uh, Kamala Harris was, she didn't, you know, she dropped out before Iowa. And, you know, because that was one, when all this stuff happened, after, after Tulsi Gabbard, you know, destroyed her, and I could already kind of tell that Kamala was pretty fake anyway. Yeah. Then I started looking up more information. Well, fake and none because, of it was good. Well, here's the thing: is and as a criminologist, what really pisses me off is her horrendous track record as a prosecutor. And this has been my thing: I'm super progressive when it comes to criminology reform. Um, I cannot stand how we arrest so many people in this country and our high penal count, as far as like how many people that we uh, imprison every year and that we have imprisoned. And prosecutors like her are the problem, the problem with America. It's and and, and the problem is with prosecutors are um, that famous saying: "A prosecutor can indict a ham sandwich." It's totally true because a lot of things that she was trying to prosecute people on, whether it was for truancy or it was for um, marijuana offenses, like those are ridiculous like things. Like, and um, I don't know how she stacks up her record towards that. And then the biggest thing is. Uh, that's really frustrating is when you're innocent until proven guilty and the state has the burden of uh, burn of proof against you, it's not your job to prove yourself innocent at no. all. It's the state's job to prove that you're guilty. That's why they have prosecutors, and that's why you're afforded a defense attorney when you're Mirandized. So when they read you your Miranda rights and they say, hey, you know, what you're supposed to say is jack shit. You're not supposed to say anything. So if you ever get Mirandized or the police officers ever detain you or arrest you, you don't say anything to them. You don't cooperate. Even if you're a good person, you don't say anything. You say, I'll take my attorney, please. Because you don't know what's going to happen when you go in there. You don't know what kind of prosecutor is going to go in there. And then you start getting into some of these um, conviction rates and some of these uh, people that are on death row or in some of these people that... Uh, have uh, been in prison for uh, multiple terms for like you know three strikes laws that was put out by the 94 crime act or mandatory sentencing which is horrible and how we increase federal judges you look at all this stuff and you look at how she's been a proponent of that no nah, man i'm it just pisses me off it's not like you're not for the working people 
because you hurt working people more than anything. Your type of prosecutor, uh, the way your type of um, predatory prosecutor, uh, the way you prosecute people and how you went after people—that's the problem. With, that's what the problem with our penal code and our and our penal system. Well, just just in some of the pieces, like when when um, when she was going after people for truancy, you know, when she's in in. Because, I mean, in just watching her in that press conference, she's absolutely, she's so callous, right? Yeah. She's just talking about it, and she's just like, you know, I think that if, if kids can't, you know, I think, you know, kids having an education is a big deal. Well, typically, I was a truant kid. I was an extremely truant kid. My parents, I mean, what, what, I mean, what would she have wanted? My parents to be arrested? You know, like, I missed over, I missed over 60 days my fifth grade year. I missed over 40 days my sixth and grade year. What's the definition and of truancy? I was, I was kicked out. Uh, ben Shapiro was actually going over today. Because I think, he was, some, I think he it's was, important that we define truancy he, he was and looking, what it means and what it encapsulates. I think he, he was looking up specifically what that law entailed. Because typically, you know, it's, it's if, you're, if you're late so many, you know, I think it was like 30, being late 30 minutes um, so many different times or missing X amount of days. And I, and I think it was only a few days in terms of their, in terms of their rules. You know what this but, says? Um, it's a truancy. The action of staying away from school without good reason. Absenteeism. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah, if you're, too, if you're late too much, because um, the state... So why don't you have a single mom that's the, working three jobs? The, How well, does here's, here's the thing. Here's yeah, the thing. Like, uh, a, the, the year after um, my ex-wife and I divorced, she was having to take the kids to, to school, right? Well, the elementary kids were late a bunch of times. And then when they were late... A couple dozen times, right? Yeah. But they'd only missed... Enough like, to create a pattern. Yeah, but they'd only missed a few days, like, all year. Like, I mean, I think they'd all missed under, like, like 10 days for the whole year kind of a thing. But they'd been, they'd been late a couple, like, like I said, like three dozen times over the year. You know, maybe even a little more than that. Because she was having them, like, she'd bring them in, like, five minutes late constantly. And her and I would talk about it, and, you know, let's go get on me, whatever. So this, the, the city took us to court over it. They took a square. I mean, all the charges got dropped. Everything got dropped because it was like, well, this is stupid. What a waste they, of money. Because we just went through a divorce and, and we were telling the judge, and the judge was like, okay, yeah, I understand. You know, and then, of course, everything's been fine since. It was just that one year when we were going through a divorce and things were going on, you know? And here's the thing is, it's, I can understand. And so, what about homeschooling? Isn't there a way to track the kids at homeschooling to make sure that they're being taught specifically? I mean, how far do you want the state in your life? I think that's what we really need to discuss. And then how somebody like Kamala Harris, if she does become vice president or president, you know, if Biden can't serve, uh, serve two terms, and how far do you want the state in your life? How, yeah. how, what's the agenda of that? I mean, do you think those policies that she puts for most of her adult life are just going to go away because she suddenly feels like she's progressive? Well, or do you think she's just using a talking point? Yeah, and my point about truancy is that I think it's cruel. I think it's cruel to target truant kids or the parents of truant kids, because typically, if the kid is truant like that, typically there's family problems. That's almost, in my experience and the people that I know, it's typically it's typically family problems. So you're just adding to their family problems by oh, you know they're already struggling. Like because I mean my parents, you know they were having their own problems, right? There were there was drug use and there was this and there was that and there was there was a ton of things going on. So I mean I guess the good idea would have been to arrest one of my parents. Oh, that would have helped us. That would have helped us a whole lot. You know, that would have proved that would have really proved a point to me. So I just think I think that whole part and the way she laughs about it, she's telling a story about talking to a woman who's already having problems and she's having to say to her daughter that if you don't start going to school, they're gonna arrest me. And she does her stupid laugh. I thought it was gross. <laughs> I thought it was really yeah, gross. And it's just like you just you have no uh empathy. 
And then, like, what what's really going on? That's what we really need to discuss. And it's how far do we... What are we doing? We don't focus on rehab at all in this country. We're prosecuting people for marijuana laws. I think it's, like, 1,600, like, 1,500 convictions uh, for marijuana use, which is... Re- that's just possession, by the way. That was over her... Yeah, you're talking over her time. Yeah. Now, most of that... I did look at the numbers because I was I was watching Jimmy Dore about it, and he was of course destroying her. He had Max Blumenthal on with him, and he was just he was just annihilating her. Somebody did post the numbers on it, and, and the majority of them were in the first year, and they they continued to go down until it was finally legalized. I think in twenty sixteen, but it's still, you know, it was still sixteen to eighteen hundred or whatever it was. Well, and here's the thing: is is that what has she done as a prosecutor to help reform criminal justice? You're involved in you're involved in um, perpetuating a system, and that to me is, is an issue. Just just a fundamental issue because, you know, I'm so sick of these both these parties in you know whether it's Republicans or Democrats, they don't do shit to help criminal justice reform, and it's very frustrating. Like we are police officers are just they're just arbiters of the law. That's all they do, and um, prosecutors are the same way. And so, but with a prosecutor. Your judicial overreach is so high in stamping on people's rights because you're pushing for plea deals. And you talking, I was talking to Chris about this, and you want to know what really affects um, um, African Americans and, and the community is plea deals. They'll plea bargain out because the police will pressure them, pressure them, and yeah. use bulldog tactics and questioning and interrogation tactics. And then um, they'll bring the prosecutor, the DA, along. They'll, they'll fucking flop on charges. And they'll push these charges on them, and then all of a sudden they're pleading out. You know, okay, I'll do two years in the pen. I'm not scared to go back to the pen. I'll do two years. They'll plea out, plea out, and the clearance rates are going up. And so another thing that frustrates me too is um, that really needs to be talked about is that the stuff that the prosecutors use in courtrooms, such as like police officers can lie to you, by the way, legally. So if you're so, for example, say that they bring you in, um, someone say like someone close to you dies, and you're a suspect. They can bring you in, like, hey, we have your fingerprints on the murder weapon, even though that's a fucking lie. They can completely lie to you and say they have your fingerprints on the murder weapon, that they have uh, witnesses saying that you were in the house. All a lie tactic to see what you're going to say and to pressure you into, like, either saying no or that is That is ridiculous, and prosecutors use that. Um, the case that she knew <laughs> about, um, she completely excluded DNA evidence. And she um, fought against that DNA evidence being released, and it's stuff like that. And you wonder what affects low income, uh, and what it, what affects low income neighborhoods, and the reason that we have such a high uh, prison population. It's shit like that, and that's what needs to be talked about. And somebody, somebody like, well, why did he pick her of all people he could have picked? You know, I'm, I was still, I'm still a fence well, setter. You know what I mean? She well, and, and not only that. That's one person I, I can't like, vote for. I cannot vote for Kamala Harris. That's I, one thing. I mean, and then you know, and then she like laughed about you know, like, and she she bragged or at least joked about. It. I'm not sure if it was a joke. You know, saying that she had been smoking marijuana and different stuff, right? She on the Breakfast like, Club. On the Breakfast yep. Club, and, and then there was another clip of her saying it again, and um, and then she's like, you know, while she's arresting these people, and then she has all kinds of crazy ideas for using executive orders. Because uh, I, I went back through to today, just watching through all the clips, because I, I knew, I mean, I, I knew they existed. I just, I just wanted to go back through it. I also watched Ben Shapiro too, but I was kind of going back through a lot of the stuff that Kamala Harris was saying. Like she said, within the first hundred days, if she was going to become president, she would she'd give Congress a hundred days to ban uh, a, a you know um, AR-15s. And if not, she was going to just ban them, ban them, and I think all assault rifles through executive that, order. If that's what she was president, yeah. 
Yeah, she and she said that during during the one of the debates with, and she was kind of going back and forth. And Joe Biden's like, and even Joe Biden, he was like, "Well, you can't do that. You know, you don't have the power to do that kind of a thing." And she's like, "No, I would do it." Dude, she's I'm like, t- "Say yes, we can." <laughs> if you ever feared now more than ever that we're you know we're slipping more and more, and every podcast we seem like we talk about this, but we're slipping more and more into a, dictor- a dictatorial state because we're allowing people to make executive orders like seriously where is the three branches at where is the checks and balances all these executive orders that were started by um bush and on to obama it's getting ridiculous yeah you know trump should not make an executive order for a stimulus act and i know he feels like he has to because he wants people to get money but like and now you're talking about banning um uh firearms strictly against the second amendment (laughs) I mean, no. I'm. I'm sorry. I'm. I'm sorry. That's not acceptable, especially if you're being a prosecutor. I know people out there are talking about gun laws, but there's a better way to do it. There. There has to be a better way to do it. You cannot run the risk of legislating or making precedents of something like this happen because the precedents that we're sitting right now are scary, and that's why we have Trump in office. Exactly why. Well, I mean, if you could use an executive order to buy a specific gun type, then you can use an executive order to ban all gun types or any yeah. gun type. I mean, why wouldn't you be able to? Well, I mean, you know, yeah. But it just doesn't, you know, she doesn't stop there. I mean, she she wants to ban fracking. You know, she wants to completely get rid of that, which lowers our costs tremendously. You know, I mean, mean, just on, in terms of poor people, I mean, energy costs are a big deal. And jobs. Yeah, fracking is a big deal. Well, that's what they're saying. They're they're talking about uh, jobs in Pennsylvania specifically. So, I mean, there's that part that's ridiculous. There was another clip where she's talking about... You know, she wants she wants to put some kind of incentives in place to get people to eat less meat, <laughs> and I don't know what I don't know what kind of incentives she would do. But anytime these leftists are like, "Oh, we need to think about the the climate and we need to eat less meat," <laughs> it always makes me a little like, "Okay, what are you going to do?" Is that a What's real your plan? Thing? That's what, well, that's what she said. It's because of the methane gas, right? So they want to they want to get you know have fewer cows, and the way you do that is. Oh, I think I said. I think I There's, saw something about her saying she likes cheeseburgers. Yes, that's that's the same okay. clip. Same clip, and they, you know, and then at the end of it, she says, uh, you know, because they're asking if she wants, if she, you know, if she would redo the whole food pyramid and that kind of thing, and she'd put a new nutrition guidelines, and she's talking about people eating less red this meat. This is if you've ever seen and incentivizing them to do so. If you've ever seen the movie um, Demolition Man. That's like Dr. Cocktail, Cocteau, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah this is like <laughs> it's like you can't eat salt. You can't eat meat. Like, and he's like has a rat burger and he's like, oh, it's the best thing ever. <laughs> you know, it's, but it's, 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 it's scary. It's when you start thinking about how you got to ask yourself, how much do you want the federal government to encroach on your life? And for as much as everybody said about Trump, 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 he's going to be a dictator. He's going to do X, Y, Z. And he could have. I mean, he could have used this opportunity to be like, okay, everyone's staying in their house. We're creating yeah. martial law. Um, you got Everyone's going to wear a mask. You know, he, he could have done all this stuff. But you know what he says? The governors need to do it. Yeah. You know, and and, and, I, and I, maybe she's just, these are talking points for her, but it's still scary. See, uh, I, I think they aren't just talking points, but at the same time, it's like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> okay, which ones are real and which ones are not real? <laughs> like, I get it. Because, I mean, you're going to keep telling me this bullshit. I'm curious. I, I want to know which ones you're actually going to try to enforce. And you know, sure, maybe she's just VP if Biden can survive one term. Well, you know, um, and maybe he would. Maybe Biden. Maybe Biden is fine. Maybe he's just slow. He looked good today. <laughs> I was talking about earlier. He, yeah, he sounded him. good. Um, I gotta watch that one. He didn't like stumble a whole lot. <laughs> well, but he's he still, was he was reading right. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely prompter. I I do believe. 
Yeah. And he's very, um, he still mumbles. Like, he can't, like, form a complete sentence. So I do notice that. Which, I mean, that's, people do that in, now, generally. But, I don't know, man. I, I look at I look at how scary some of the stuff is. And, like, how the hell did we end up with Biden-Harris? Out of all the <laughs> candidates. You, I mean, we're the troop. I mean, um, Zinc from the Young Turks was talking about, okay, so you got somebody that acts like a progressive. And they say that they're afraid to give us a progressive. But she acts like a progressive. Why can't we just have a real progressive that's actually on the ticket? Yeah. You know, why did they do that to Bernie Sanders? Because I, I don't, I think Bernie Sanders would probably beat Trump pretty handily right now, especially with well, the. I think his he following. probably would be, considering everything at this point, he yeah. would probably be doing better than Joe Biden. Because Joe Biden, he's like, Joe Biden's not for Medicare, he's not even for Medicare for all. He's not for a lot of this stuff, right? Which, and, and moderates might say, well, that's good. But at the same time, the base is energized on that part, you know, on for Medicare for all and for some of this other stuff. So another thing that they were hitting on today that kind of infuriated me too. I'm so, I don't need a political game. You know, um, I tell us to, uh, people do, but I don't, I don't want to be sales one one you know what I mean? Cause it's disingenuous. And when they're doing the same shit to us, it really ir- irritates me. Cause they're like, Oh, and on this day is an important day because this was three years ago to the day was the Charlotte riots. Hmm. Or he was talking about that, like the Charlottesville. Yeah, really. That's what he was saying. I, I, I need to watch it because I, I didn't even the, see it. I didn't know it was even on. And I'm pretty, and that's what he no, was saying. No, I, I believe you. <laughs> and it's like, so was this? So I look at like how it was facilitated and premeditated to be on a specific day, so they can hit specific talking notes. I'm like, can we stop being fake? I mean, can we just stop being fake? I mean, does it is it that hard to sit here and talk to American people? This is why we need another party. Because these two parties are incapable, incapable of rationalizing with day-to-day people. And if you think that Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, Trump, Pence, like any of these people are going to be your day-to-day advocates, it's just not true. It's just what? not true. And I, and I think Trump's been trying to pull the reins back a little bit. But, I mean, there's no way I could vote for somebody like Kamala Harris. There's just no way. I think these people, I think often they're too far removed from your average everyday people to really relate and understand what their actual problems are. And they're only, for the most part, they're, you know, they're just trying to, they give like little breadcrumbs, right? They, they, don't, they don't really want to fix the problems, God, so, you know, but they'll give you a little bit. Me. They'll give you a little bit here and there. But, I mean, there's more. I mean, picking Kamala Harris or, or Kamala Harris, you know, it's like uh, she doesn't bring an additional state. Like, what is her base? You know, like her numbers tanked with, with black Americans already. Um. So what was what? What does she bring to the table, other than the idea that it's a woman, and he said he was going to pick a woman, and he leaned towards picking a woman of color. So, <laughs> so he picks a black woman. Um. <laughs> so it was August 11, thousand seventeen, is when Charlottesville happened, and CNN, of course, just garbage, garbage news. I mean, they're not even news. Where are the journalists at? You know, we're the we're the we're the people that the journalists that I mean, for what I know and for what we talk about, I mean I mean I spend, you know, nights like laying in bed reading stuff and trying to, to read up on stuff before we do a podcast and like all you guys do for a living is this. This is yeah. all you guys do. You guys don't have a living of you know, you guys you're you're paid to um, just read off teleprompters and not have a brain. It's ridiculous. They're paid to, to to like you know put together a narrative 
yep. <laughs> you know, and that's what they do. They, they're really good at putting together that narrative, and, it's, it's, and most of it's bullshit. Yeah, so it says three years later, Charlottesville legacy of neo-Nazi hate still festers. <laughs> and then what's ridiculous about that is that when you turn on the TV and you look at who's doing all the rioting, destroying, and killing people, <laughs> it's obviously the left. And no one... Like, where are all these white supremacists in the street... You know, that are, that are doing all this terrible stuff. They tried to blame this one guy who was trying to incite violence and broke a couple windows. But he didn't, start the, he didn't start the riot. These aren't a bunch of white supremacists that get all these riots going. These are, <laughs> well, I mean, some of them are protests, you know, that turn into... And, and I don't, sure. don't denounce that there's not bad actors. But here's the thing is, so many people came up against the people marching in uh, Charlottesville, like the people with like tiki torches and, yeah. and, and whatnot, those people are, are absolute garbage and, you know, but I don't, I haven't met anybody that thinks those people are good people. No. And then, you know, and then they didn't remember they were going to do a, they were going to do a second one, right? Unite the right, this, do it like a second version of it. And like 50 people showed up. There was more, there was more media than people that they, they didn't even fill up like one train car, you know, on the subway or whatever. And that's it. You know, um, when and I that think, was all. So like, and, so at the same time, it's like, where are all these? And and dude, even total like total KKK members, they're they're placing that between like three and six thousand in the in a country of three hundred twenty nine million, and and neo Nazis I think is even less than that. So you're, I mean, you're looking at very small a number of people, actual you know neo Nazis, KKK members, white supremacists. There's just, there's just not. I mean, I I know it's used as like a boogeyman, but it's not that it's not it's really not that crazy these days. Well, not that, good, not good, but yeah, I mean, I, and I, I just think it's you got so many people out there that just aren't going to put up with their shit. Yeah, there was one time I believe, uh, I mean, it was many years ago, back when the KKK was still big and like most of the Democratic Party was in it, or at least a lot of the Democratic Party was in it. But the KKK, I think, was up to like four million members at one point. Damn, this was uh, like either I think it was late eighteen hundreds. Oh yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, but that's, I mean, just to imagine, though, it being like 4 million people and now drop down to about 5,000. Well, I mean, that's directly a result of the end of the Civil War, a lot of yeah. disparity going on, people losing ranches or, um, pl- I'm sorry, plantations. And um, so let's see here. I'm going to load this up. This is uh, the Tulsi Gabbard versus uh, oh, Kamala we, Harris. <laughs> we, can put it, we can put that actual video just <laughs> right in the end because it's so good. Um, you're going to have to go to, if you get the eight minute version, if you get the eight minute CNN one, this is 449 for, for, okay. Cause I was going to say, you're going to have to go about the four minute mark. So it's, yep. it's about a four minute clip. So here we go. Tulsi Gabbard, dude, she just looks like such a badass. Oh, she looks, I mean, the, her, the like, white the was way, perfect. The way she was like, like, like you're looking at this, I just paused it, but like, she's like staring like, yeah. like oh man, well, I mean, waiting for this. You know, she's been in the military. Strong, you know, strong personality knows who she is, knows what she believes. Did her accounts of her being her being military touching too? Yeah, just like you know, looking at the card every day to see who died and or who's been hurt or wounded. And if her if her and Dan Crenshaw ran together, I know there are different signs in the political aisle, but they're both like I don't know much about Dan Crenshaw. Oh, you don't know much. Crenshaw's real cool. I mean, for because I mean, on the right, he's he reminds me of her, but he's just on the right. But he's probably more of a. He might be more of a party animal. I don't, yeah, I don't know more. I, I don't know more. I don't know much about um, a lot of the conservatives. Have and you seen, do you watch Joe Rogan with him? He's had two, he's been uh, on Joe Rogan he's twice. He's on the iPatch, right? Yeah. I haven't seen it all the way. I did see some of it. I know Joe Rogan really likes Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, it's because he's, he's honest. Yeah. He, I may not agree with all the stuff he says, but, but he's, he's, he's pretty honest. You don't honest. have to be concerned. I'm so sick of, I'm, 
you, we need to stop adhering to political lines. I just feel like a broken record when I say like we need a fucking third party. I mean, yeah. the shit wouldn't happen anymore. All right, here we go. Get it. That our Democratic Party, unfortunately, is not the party that is of, by, and for the people. It's a par- it is a party that has been and continues to be influenced by the foreign policy establishment in Washington, represented by Hillary Clinton and others' foreign policy, by the military-industrial complex and other greedy corporate interests. I'm running for president to be the Democratic nominee that rebuilds our Democratic Party, takes it out of their hands, and truly puts it in the hands of the people. Damn. Just strong, strong opening. She was always well spoken too. Okay, I thought you were. Gonna, I thought you were going to play the piece where she destroys Kamala Harris. I'm going to because that's a different one. Because uh, it, um, it, it, this is like a clip. It's just going to. It's it. It's going to skip back and forth. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So I just played the opening to her. Like that was her opening statement. I'm. I'm, I'm such a. I was such a big Tulsi Gabbard fan. I. It's, it's sad that she's going to be out of, because I think she's done after this. I think she's going to step away. Is um, she? Why? Well, because she was already planning on it. She, she you know, if she didn't uh, move past that, I think she was going to leave the representative seat. And I think they're going to run. They were running somebody against her anyway, I believe. Oh, but, in, in Hawaii. Yeah, I think they're running. I think they're running a Democrat against her in the primary. That's such bullshit. I'm pretty sure. I'm. I'm, I'm, I'm quite sure because I've heard. I heard about it before. It's been a little while since I looked it up. Is that this year? Um, I think so, and and she just she just decided to step away. Um, anyway, so I think she's going to move to the mainland too. So maybe she she might end up being back in politics again because she's only I think she's like my age, you know, or whatever. I think she's thirty eight or something. Yeah, it's such right here. Tulsi Gabbard won't run for reelection. Yeah, yeah, and I think it's part. Of, I mean, I think it's part of the party stuff, and I think it's you know I, I I'm not sure if she's trying to settle down and have a little bit of a family too because she has a husband and things and. That's ridiculous. So we're now we're losing good people in Congress. Yeah, for probably some kind of other you know party animal. And kind of do guy. you know how they smear you and they go after you? That, I mean, that's that's what's got to stop. Honestly, about the way our politics are. I mean, you saw the opening statement from her. It, it's just got to stop, man. I just I don't know what to say besides the fact that you'll nothing will ever change if you have people that are um, going after truant kids or you know. Or people that, you know, don't have the best interest of the American people at, at heart. And do you see that video I posted on, on Ask Nine about Jimmy Dore talking about Bill Clinton? Like, this, is, this, yeah. this isn't our party. Like, we're just not, there's a party, but we're just not invited. You know, everyone's in the cool kids club. <laughs> Republicans and we're Democrats, just we're just not invited to the cool kids club. George Carlin has a very similar piece to that. It's really oh, good. Dude, and they, that's, so he posted that on there. Oh, and, it, and it was George Carlin, oh, it and was? it was all it was all centered on Trump, and there was no liberals in it. And that's not what George Carlin was talking about. He's talking about both parties, not yeah. just the fucking conservative party. Yeah, that's what that's exactly what Carlin was doing. I mean, I mean, Carlin, you know, he would have been more on the left, but at the same time, he just he just destroyed politicians, you know. And it was it's so great. It's so I can't good. believe he got away stuff. with half the stuff he said. But I, imagine saying that today. But I mean, I guess Bill, I guess Bill Burr and Dave Chappelle and some of those guys do say some of that stuff. But I still don't know anybody like Carlin. No, dude, he he went hard. He went hard in the paint, for sure. So, all right, we'll wrap it up. Anything else you want to say about Kamala Harris? My God, like 
how did how did it come to this? Like there was there was people who were better for the job, and she somehow got to this position too. Um, Susan Rice was good. I think she would have at least been a better choice in terms of um, Carolyn Baster or uh, uh, Bass. Bass, yeah. I, I actually don't know all their names now, even though they always get kind of constantly get ran off. Yeah, that was another one, and she, and she was the. Uh, but there was there was a representative in California. There yeah, was the mayor, mayor the mayor of Atlanta. You know, where they, he could have went different directions, but he shouldn't have boxed himself in like, oh, no, no, I'm only going to pick a, between black women. <laughs> That's it. You know, it's like, you know, should you just try to find the best person for the job as opposed to just looking for someone with certain, that checks certain boxes first? Well, why does this black woman just have to stick with politicians? Yeah, I, I, I don't why know. Why couldn't this black woman be part of education system? Yeah, because, I mean, he could have done Or being he the leader in the different. community. Yeah. I mean, Trump, I mean, he's just a businessman. You tell me yeah. there's no successful black women out there that aren't business. I mean, I'm sure there are. Yeah. I mean, I just think that she had re- name recognition. Um, she's not afraid to put herself out there. I think Kamala Harris. I think she's going to do good against Pence. I don't think Pence is going to do very good against her, right? And that's just my opinion. Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think. Oh man, I I I don't think Pence debates very well, and I think and I know we talked about this earlier, but I think he didn't do very well against um, Tim Klein. And I think that she's had, I mean, he hasn't had a debate in, what, four years? Probably. And she's just went through all these debates. You know, she was she was used to Tulsi coming at her, so she's already kind of had some prep going on. And mm-hmm. so I think that's a little bit of stagnant um, time frame there might hurt Pence even more. Yeah, so, and yeah we'll you see know, what Maybe she'll be debating Trump for the presidency. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. we'll see what happens, man. All right, we'll talk to you guys later. All right. See ya.